Grace and peace. God bless you. Welcome to Soteria Prophetic Ministries. I'm your host, Delisa Fields. Today I'm talking to you out of the first chapter of um, First Kings. Let me just confirm that as soon as I can get my screen up. Yeah, First Kings uh, chapter 13. And I'm going to highlight verse 18 in particular. Talking about, um, well, let's, let's define that as we move forward. First Kings chapter 13, verse 18. The Bible says, <clears throat> he said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But, <clears throat> excuse me, he lied unto him. So, here we have a conversation between two prophets. One is a prophet, uh, the Bible calls him the man of God from Judah. And the other um, is referred to or used in commentary and, and referred to as the old lying prophet. Um, the old lion prophet. A couple of things that I want you to take away from today's uh, podcast. Number one, just because a person says that they're a prophet um, does not mean that God has sent them. In an age where we are surrounded by um, thus saith, I hear God, the Lord showed me, <laughs> I heard. You know, in an age like that, where we're surrounded by um, such a release of the prophetic. And listen, it was prophesied. Joel chapter 2, verse 28 talked about it. Um, the Holy Ghost certainly has been released and unleashed in the earth to mature son the sons and daughters of God, to uh, perform the work of God, to expand the kingdom and, and raise up and train and all that wonderful stuff. But in that, I want you to also be mindful that there is a counter spirit that comes to counteract every authentic move of God. And unfortunately, and I'm just going to say this and don't get mad, just it is what it is. You know, in such a release of the prophetic, we're also seeing a widespread famine of the word. Now, it, that should be an oxymoron, right? Because if the prophetic is released like never before, and we're hearing the word of God like never before, then you would think that, you know, parallel to that would be the the uh, the understanding and the promoting of the word of God. But that's not so. So these are causes for alarm. Um, if we're in such a prophetic move, then we should also see the word of God being fulfilled, being manifested, being demonstrated, being preached, being taught like never before. And um, unfortunately, we are experiencing a famine um, in the word. So here in first Kings chapter 13, um, there is a discourse. God has sent the man of Judah, the man of God from Judah down to uh, the king and he's pronounced a word of judgment. And the Lord told the king that, excuse me, the prophet specifically what to do. You know, and I pause there deliberately. He's telling the prophet specifically what I want you to do. I want you to tell him what I said. And I want you to um, don't return home the way that you came. Don't stop for bread. Don't stop for water. You know, and, and you would and I often say this. You you know, God is so specific and so plain in his directions that you would have to, you know, I don't know how we miss it. You know, I mean, I, I just don't. We have so many biblical examples. And if that's not enough, you've got a lot of real life examples. Listen, you've got a lot of uh, um, epistles 
around you, right? People's lives that you can read as a book and you can see what worked and what didn't work. It's plain. It, the only way you cannot see it is if you don't want to see it. You know, and I, I mean, I'm just, I don't know how else to put that. So, you know, God was very specific. This is what I want you to do. I'm going to, I want you to carry my word and I want you to, to, to release this word. And, I, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to confirm it with signs and wonders, which God did, right? The man of God, the king tried to come after the prophet and his hand withered, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. You got to read it. I don't have time to get into all of that, but God confirmed the word. God confirmed the word with signs and wonders. You know, it, it just doesn't get much plainer than that. But here we have, and this is where I really want you to be, um, be watchful, um, and be very cognizant. And I often teach my sons and daughters, you know, pay attention to your seasons. There are certain words and themes and phrases that I say over and over again. And, you know, I'll just probably keep repeating them until I don't have to. Um, but pay attention to your season. Pay attention to what God is doing in your life. Pay attention to movement. And movement tells you a lot, even if you're standing still, still pay attention to movement. I, you know, if I had time, I, I just, sh- I could share so much. <laughs> I could share so much with you, but pay attention to, um, your season because certain seasons, um, attract certain types of people, certain types of warfare, certain types of activity. Okay. Certain seasons that you're in, they they are attractive. You know, you think about the natural order, right? The natural order of things. Think about spring. What happens in the spring? You see bees, you see, you know, flowers, people having allergic reactions and things because that's the season. What happens in winter? It's cold. Birds migrate. The, the, the bears hibernate. You know, people are putting on extra layer. Of, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of this is just it's not real deep. People of God It's really not. And I'm telling you, and, and I, I say this and I really feel the passion of God. I mean, I almost have tears in my eyes. But, you know, some of us, we complicate, we overanalyze, we overexamine, you know, some of it is so simple, but yet we miss it. You know, it's so simple, but we miss it and we complicate it. We make it deeper than what it really is. If you're in a season where God is promoting you and elevating you or using you or growing you, then, you know, please also be mindful that there will be people human agents of demons human agents of devils because i know we like to think that everybody is has our best interest and you know what i used to be naive like that <clears throat> i really did i used to be naive and think that you know everybody loves me everybody has my best interest everybody is praying for me everybody's my friend i mean i used to think that young when i was young in god i really because that's the kind of person that i am and, and, you know, if you're that kind of person, you know, God was speaking to me this morning and he said, daughter, you have the spirit of kindness. I mean, I'm just a kind hearted person just naturally, you know, now when the anointing is released, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm flowing in a whole nother vein, but when it, you know, when it lifts, I'm right back down to smiling and embracing and support. That's just the core of my nature. I don't have to act. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to act on that. It's, it comes naturally um but sometimes in that when you have a very kind-hearted nature um people will take advantage of you you know and if especially if you're naive people will take advantage of you and 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 they'll think that you know they can run over you and mistreat you and dishonor you and it's okay um the difference and that's what you know the bible said about being meek you know it is is even if you don't fight back it's not a sign that you're not it's not a sign that you're weak, but it's a sign that you know how to restrain your strength. 
And so there are many things, you know, even now that I have experience and dishonor and things like that, that I have, that I'm walking through. I'm in a season right now where I'm being dishonored um, in a lot of ways. Um, do I retaliate and fight people? No, because when you also operate in the spirit of meekness, you understand that even though I, I can fight back, right? Um, I'd rather let God do it. Because I don't want to, and listen to me carefully, you don't want to allow certain seasons that you go through change your character. There are people who go through seasons of, of hardship and, and they become stingy, they become selfish. You know what I'm saying? They become hoarders because they're in, in, a, in a lean season. Um, there are other people who may be in seasons of abundance and they become careless and they become wasteful. So you've got to be careful. There's so much to learn about yourself. I'm learning about me every day. <laughs> um, there's so much to learn about yourself. Um, and, and, you know, it pays best to pay attention to you. Pay attention to you. But, you know, pay attention to your seasons and pay attention to what's happening around you. You know, in this season of the young, the prophet from the, um, from Judah, the young prophet, I, I believe, and, and unfortunately he never graduated to that point. And I think that's a sad reality for many in the body of Christ. They're working and they're unemployed. You know what I'm saying? Working without benefits, working without pay, you know, um, and, and, and never realize, realizing that they've been fired. You know, just because the gift is still working, you know, it, that's the gift. It, that's the nature of the gift. If you put a demand on it, it's going to work. That does not mean that you, the, the, the carrier, that you are in relation. You know, in relationship with God, Jesus said it. There'll be many. Lord, I prophesied, I healed, I raised. The gift is going to work, people of God. And I think that is what um, is uh, bewildering so many people. And I think at the same time, it's also um, bewitching many people because we look at individuals who are still gifted and the gift works. <laughs> Even Saul was when he was in the company of prophets was prophesying. And they said, is Saul among the prophets? Right. So, you know, you can be in an atmosphere where the anointing is strong and a devil can prophesy. You know what I'm saying? It does not mean that that carrier is okay, that it's a safe, healthy carrier. So, you know, they may be very unhealthy, very toxic, um, you know, very germy. Right. Full of bacteria in the spirit. But because the gift is working and if you don't have the word in you, you don't know how to discern. And I was telling one, you know, one of my spiritual daughters last night, I said one thing that the Lord is revealing to me. And please hear me when I say this. You know, I'm very concerned that we no longer see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit like we used to. I thank God for the days that I was raised in. I really do. It was the days before people try to brand everything, before the hashtag, before the bands, before the smoke, you know, before the dim lights, you know, before all of this new age stuff. And that's what it is. It is appealing to your sensual nature, your flesh. Doesn't touch your spirit man at all. If it doesn't make you cry out and say, Jesus, I need you, Jesus is not there. Okay, and God, and if Jesus is not there, God is certainly not interested. You can't come before the Father without Jesus. But we have so many movements now, and it's because we are in a famine of the Word. Because most, many, some of the people of God refuse to study, refuse to study, and then when life happens. You see the result. I told my spiritual daughter last night. I said, there are many things that I'm seeing trends in the body of Christ that the Holy Ghost would never do. He would never tell people to do that. Never, never. It's not his nature. I, I can't find it. It's evidence in scripture. You would never find it. 
you will never find some of what we're seeing right now in the scripture. It's not character characteristic of Christ. It's not fruit of God's spirit. It's not. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, and I'm telling you, coming to church and hearing a good word and running around in a circle and having a good fit is not, is not enough. You've got to have his spirit. You've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that when that lying prophet comes to you, you can shut it down. You know, when the false word comes at you or when even the enemy speaks in your ear, you can shut it down. But if you don't have the spirit of God in you, you have nothing. You have no governor. You have no no helpmate. You have no comforter. You have no advocate. You have no intercessor. You have nothing to fight with, just your own bare hands. It is, it, it is very alarming. I told my spiritual daughter, I said, I don't see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I don't see it. I see I see a lot of movement, but you don't see people being drunk in the spirit of God, speaking in new tongues, you know, I mean, caught up and seeing heaven. You don't see it. You don't see it, y'all. I'm telling you. And it, it's a concern. It's a praise God. I, I, let me get out of there because hallelujah. Anyway, um, this young man of God, I believe, had tremendous destiny on his life. And I believe that that assignment uh to I can't think of the king's name right now, but I believe that that assignment to the king was um one of the first, one of many, let me say that. I believe it was one of many. And I believe that God also tries our hearts like that. In a small thing, you know, in a small thing God tries our hearts with little acts of obedience. Right? Jeroboam, thank you Holy Spirit. Jeroboam, this is 1 Kings 13, y'all. Go back and read it if you if you feel led. Um but I believe that God tries our hearts in, in, in simple acts of obedience. Go down, go prophesy against this man. Tell him, I don't want him um, offering sacrifices to me. I don't want him nowhere near the altar. <laughs> That'll preach. There are some people, God said, don't, don't go nowhere near my altar. My God, don't touch the holy things of God. You know, I don't care. I, you know, listen, you know where you are. And you know where your heart is. You know, don't get lifted up in pride and do it because you want to be seen or because everybody else is doing it. You know where you are. And God said to the young man, God, he said, tell him to stay. Don't, don't sacrifice nothing. Take your hands off the altar. And Jeroboam tried to come at him and God said, don't worry about it. I got you. You see what I'm saying? When you're walking in God, you don't have to fight your own battles. God will fight that thing for you. I've learned that. That's one of the best, greatest lessons I've ever learned. And I'm telling you, it worked. It, oh, my God, it has worked. It works and is working for me. I've learned to just chill out in God. Rest is a beautiful place, people of God. Doesn't mean that my life is picture perfect. My God, no. But it means that I've learned how to trust in my God. I've learned how to, I've learned how to wait. I've learned how to be content. I've learned how to be satisfied. I've learned how to not move when people move. <laughs> I've learned how to not let people push me with their nonsense. I've learned not to chase things that God has is breaking out of my life. I've learned it and I'm so grateful. So the lion prophet comes and this man was so manipulative and so cunning. And by virtue of his position, by virtue of his quote unquote experience, he was able to deceive this prophet. And this is where I'm going to leave you all, people of God. There are people who are skilled in the art of manipulation. And many of them are apostles. Many of them are prophets. 
Okay? Many of them are, you know, and I'm not, listen, I'm not releasing the pastors, teachers, and evangelists. But I'm talking about these apostles and prophets out here. Many of them. And I listen, if I was at one, I'd drop names. But that's not me because, you know, praise God. Not my battle. My job to tell you to be careful is your job to see God and see what that means. <laughs> but they, many of them are skilled in the art of manipulation, mind control. Okay? They're skilled. They operate in divisiveness. And they operate in, in sensuality, appealing to your flesh, what makes you feel good. And what we see is the same result happening with the young man of God. He lost his destiny, frustrated his purpose, and aborted his own life. Oh, the enemy is attacking me. The devil's binding. No, no, not like my apostle said. That's not always the case. Many times it's our refusal to submit to the word of God, to try things in the spirit, to examine it, to see if it be so, and to spend time on our own knees. Imagine that you got your own knees and your own mouth and you can talk to God for yourself. But there are people who are skilled, like this lion prophet. He knew where the young man of God's weakness was and he capitalized on it and the rest is history. So I'm going to leave that to you. That's food for thought. Um, be encouraged, those of you that are holding on, those of you who are fighting against falsehood in every aspect, those of you leaders, those of you uh, in, in, you know, in the body, the, 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 the body of Christ who are fighting against falsehood and you're, you're condemning it and you're standing. Against, God bless you and may God continue to to make your forehead hard like Flint, because there's some mess out here that's trying to overtake and try to infiltrate, infiltrate, I was trying to say influence, but infiltrate the body of Christ. But thank God for those of you who are standing. Thank God for those of you whose eyes are wide open and you see where the enemy's seat is. Thank God for you who know the word, who spend time in the word, that whenever you receive a word, you judge it. Now, I don't care how much it make your skin, your flesh want to jump and, 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 you know, let me pray about this. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. Let me go and pray about this. Let me go and ask my apostle. Let me ask my bishop. Let me ask, let me, you know, let me run that word by somebody. Because you know what? If it's a genuine, authentic word, honey, you can tell it on the mountaintops. You know, not oh well, you know, I know what God said and I know God heard me. And I know. No, if it's a genuine, authentic word, let's test it. Let's put it to the fire and let's see if this is God speaking, because this is my life that you're touching. Come on, y'all. This is your life. That young prophet, the young man of God, read in first Kings 13. He made decisions that altered the course of his destiny. And it was not a devil that did it. It was ignorance. And it was disobedience. And the fact that he didn't honor God's word above the word of a man. So God bless you. Until next time, grace and peace.